Welcome to View from the Top of the Goal Post, where we discuss how bad I did at picking football games last week. I am your host, Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of the Light, and I'm joined by somebody who actually uh, did some homework or something, because they did a great job picking last week, and that is my good buddy, the Dadalac, Chad. Why, hello there, everyone. It is me, it is I, the leader in the picks, the man himself, the myth, the legend. Yes, hello, everyone. I'm Chad, here in the cave. Pretty excited, folks. Pretty excited. Yeah, I did not do good as I said. I went 6-7 and seven, as you can see on the board, which is under 500 for the week, so that's, that's pretty bad. And I've been having some pretty good weeks in the last couple weeks, but Chad went 10-3, won all four of the games that we had different, which means he takes the lead at 117-74-1. I'm still 116-75 and one. I'm only a game back. And we'll see what happens. We still have week 15, 16, 17, and 18. So it's going to come right down to the wire, I'm sure, and I wouldn't have it any other way, but... I guess uh, let's just talk about games this week and uh, you know, start it right off with Thursday Night Football. We have 16 games. I forgot to mention Chad got two in one of his bets. I don't know which one he got wrong. I know. Yeah. Uh, I got I the know. over wrong in the San Diego Miami game. That's what it was. Uh, not San Diego. I still call it San Diego. I'm sorry. The Chargers defense actually decided to show up for once. It was wild. I mean, they have a really, really good defense, so it's kind of shocking that, I mean, it's shocking that uh, they've been so lame all year. Uh, Chad didn't react to my pun at all, and I feel kind of lame right now. Uh, I, I, mean, I, was, I was looking at my remote. I didn't even hear the shocking. Oh, sorry. A round of applause for you, <laughs> sir. I didn't mean to let that excellent word play. Anyway, Thursday night, we have the 9-4 San Francisco 49ers, not the Giants, traveling to the 7-6 Seattle Seahawks. I mean, this is like Custard's last stand for Seattle. Um, San Francisco is favored by three and a half. And, oh, Seattle, they win this game. They're only a game back at San Francisco. I believe they won the first game against San Francisco, too, if I recall correctly early in the season. Um, I could be wrong. I don't remember. There's been a lot of games this year. But, hey, anyways, like Seattle, they lose this game. San Francisco wins the division. But... San Francisco right now is firing on all cylinders. They lost Debo, and he luckily it was on a sprain and not too serious, and he should be back. Nothing this week, but uh, regular season still, as they're saying. I just rest him in the postseason, honestly, uh, unless they need him, but I don't think they're going to because Brock Purdy is uh, looking better than Jimmy G, and that's scary because they're already like a lot of people's favorites in the NFC and actually have the quarterback that can uh, make their team look even better. I don't see who's going to be able to stop him, but uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, Mr. Mr. Relevance looking pretty good there. And, yeah, if he can play even a semblance of solid quarterback like he did this last week, you saw what happened. They dismantled Tampa Bay. And don't get me wrong, Tampa Bay is a great team this year, but still, 35-7, to that is a decimation of a team. And as long as Brock Purdy is going to play mistake-free football and, you know, give him, like, a touchdown to three a game, ain't nobody beating San Fran the rest of this regular season. And we'll see what come May in the playoffs. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is even close. I got San Francisco here. Like, I feel bad for Seattle, how they have fallen. Injuries have just torn that team apart, and Geno Smith has turned back into a pumpkin and has looked like Geno Smith. I saw the stat up until last week against the Blitz, he had been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and then this last week, he completed like 20% of his passes and didn't have any touchdowns, and it just it looked bad. And we'll talk about Carolina later, but they got beaten by Carolina did Seattle, and Carolina's a bad team. They're a bad football team, and I just, I'm selling all stocks on Seattle. I was buying in heavily earlier. Sell, 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 sell. I'm taking the 49ers here, and I would put the bronze lock on it, and you can bet the 49ers to win this game. Bronze lock of the week, folks. I see that you're tempting me to take Seattle with all that trash talk right there. I can read between the lines. I am not going to take uh, Seattle, but I do have hopes that Seattle makes it a game. I they probably won't because I think they're just like overmatched on both sides of the ball. And but if they do, they do have a good like receivers. If Geno Smith can like find what he was doing that was working at the beginning of the season, like it could be a fun game to watch. The over under is 43 and a half. I kind of think that they're gonna go over that. I take the over as well. I think you take the over already. Fun fact. Moving on to Saturday. At noon, we have the 4-8-1 Indianapolis Colts traveling to the 10-3 Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is favored by four, and Minnesota got trounced by the Lions last week. Lions 
It wasn't even a game. Lions controlled that game like throughout, and it was fun to watch because I did get that game wrong. I picked Minnesota, but I mean, you know that I was rooting for Detroit. I'm still rooting for Detroit. If the Packers can't make the playoffs, which there's still a chance, apparently. Um, I'm rooting for Detroit because why not? They're lovable losers and want something good to happen to them for. They've never won a playoff game in the Super Bowl era. That is crazy talk. It needs to happen. And I hope Dan Campbell is the coach that finally does it. But anyway, we're not talking about the Lions right now. We're talking about the Colts and the Vikings, and I think the Vikings are going to win this game. It's yeah. not a very good matchup. It, it kind of sucks because, like, the Vikings, I want the Vikings to lose. I just, they're not going to lose to the Colts. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Colts can at least make it a game. The Colts are so weird since Jeff Saturday has taken over. They've given the teams fits. They almost beat the Eagles. They did beat the Raiders. And then they got, you know, the game was close against the Cowboys for three quarters, and then they got housed. And then they, what, they were by this last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't lose this last week, and they also, you know, didn't win. So maybe Jeff Saturday can put something together, but yeah, I think that the Vikings, this is a classic bounce back game situation. They need a get right game after getting whooped on. Big cats go rawr as the Lions wrecked them, and I loved every second of it, even though I started most of the Lions offense, and they had multiple scrubs scoring touchdowns with both Justin Jackson, I think is his first name, and that Williams rookie kid scoring, instead of Amun Ross St. Brown or DeAndre Swift or, you know, Shark or anybody else just to piss chat off. But whatever, it's not here or there. I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, uh, we have another game on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. We have the 9-4 and four Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't feel like they should be 9-4, and four, but they are. At the 5-8 and eight Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by three. Um, it's crazy that uh, Baltimore, earlier in the season, felt like the record should be better. Now, it feels like the record should be worse. It's so weird. They're, I can't figure this team out. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's not playing this week, right? I don't and think that's so. probably why Cleveland is uh, favored in this game. Um, I don't know. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked good for Cleveland in his first two starts, and... I don't know. I don't like this game at all. I don't I don't like this game one bit. I don't know who's going to win it. Like, Baltimore barely won last week. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. You talk. I have no idea what to say here. Okay, here's a, here's a question to make you think until we both have a moment because I also hate this game. I also don't know who's going to be starting a quarterback for the Ravens because Huntley is also in the, key, or the concussion protocol and there's a very high probability he misses the game. So I'm not really sure who their third string quarterback is because I don't watch much Ravens football this year because they're a bad team even though they are. Whatever, 8-4. It's just 9-4. and 9-4. and four. Nine and four, Just wild. Absolutely wild. But here's the question. If Deshaun Watson keeps sucking it up in these games like this, do you put back in Jacoby Brissett? Like, don't get me wrong, their record wasn't great, but Brissett was playing pretty well. There was a couple of games where they should have won that were losses, and I agree Brissett was playing pretty well. I mean, I know it's only been two games. I know that uh, Watson had played in, like, two calendar years. Um, I, I don't know. I think Brissett was playing better. I think that maybe, yeah, you call this year a wash, and you start fresh next year with training camp preseason, and then go from there. But, I mean... Cleveland isn't winning the North, and they also are making the playoffs, so I guess it's the same, you can make the argument then, why not let uh, Deshaun Watson get his feet back under him, so I don't know, that's a, that's a one to ponder, mm, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go with, I don't know what to do here, because I don't want to lose any more games on you, and I'm like literally 50-50, I've never, I don't think I've ever been more 50-50 in my life, like I almost literally just picked both of them right there. Ah. <laughs> uh. fine, I'll go first, and if you want then you can pick against me. No, oh, I already know, I got, I got it, I got it, I'm gonna go with Cleveland, I just... I'm going to go with Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb are going to have big games. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. If I knew who was starting a QB for the Ravens, I would take the Ravens 100 times over because I think Cleveland is in a free fall right now. But I do think this is Deshaun Watson's first win back. And he gets a big division win here, which gives a sour case in all the Browns fans' smiles. first game. Huh? What? won his first game against Houston. Oh, yeah. I forgot he played Houston. He didn't deserve to win that game either. <laughs> no, he did not. That's why I forgot he won that game. But fine. He actually looks semi-competent in the game and wins this game for them. And the sour smiles in Cleveland for having a disgusting human as a QB happen. But yeah, I'll take Cleveland as well. All right, well, moving on to our first game on Sunday, and a game that I'm excited about because it was a thriller in week three, I think it was. There's a third and game on Saturday. What's the third game on Saturday? They had to send an update to the thing. Yeah, it, it might be this game that yeah. I'm talking about right now. Could be. We'll find out. Is yeah, it Miami at Buffalo? Yes. Okay, I just didn't update the time and the top. Well, anyways, I'm guessing it's a 7.20 start, somewhere around there. Uh, 
doesn't matter. I'm so excited for this game. The 8 and 5 Miami Dolphins traveling to the 10 and 3 Buffalo Bills, where the forecast has 7 inches of snow. So we get a snow Buffalo game. I mean, last time it made sense. 6 feet is too much snow. But 7 inches is just right for football. And, uh, yeah. You'd think that this uh, game would uh, favor the Bills, but who knows? Um, Bills are favored by 7.5. And, and Miami beat them in week 3 in that thrilling game where uh, Tua should have left because of a concussion. Started a whole thing this season, if you remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, it's like so weird ago. how long ago that was. Seasons move so fast, but like stuff like that feels like it was years ago. Um, I don't know. I really, really, really want to pick Miami in this game because, you know, I love Miami and uh, I can't do it. I just can't do it because it's in Buffalo to the snow. The Bills are the Bills, but they need to like start going. They're still the number one seed, but they need to like look good so they can hold the number one seed. And I mean, I hate to say it, I do think Buffalo is better than Miami, so I'm going to go with the Bills in this game. Yeah, I, Tua, that game this past week against the Chargers really left a sour taste in my mouth on Tua. That game, he just looked off, and if not for a couple Tyreek Hill, amazing being just Tyreek Hill plays, that game is even more lopsided than it was, because that fumble recovery touchdown was ridiculous, and then also his long touchdown pass that he caught and just ran up the sidelines, he's just faster than everyone, also ridiculous, and without that, they get housed in that game. That defense is not good. I, I still don't think the Bills are right yet, they, you know, had a decent game this last week and everything, but they beat Patriots, and now they had a little off going into this next game, but I just... I got the Bills as well. I don't think that this they win by this many points. I think it's a close game, especially in a snow game. Feels like a lot of field goals will be kicked. Just like this past week against the Jets. They played the Jets this last week, not the Patriots. Sorry, I misspoke there a second ago. But I gotta pick the Bills here. I would love to see the Dolphins win, though. I really would. So I, I can't do it, though. I'm picking the Bills. They're at home, and they're coming for revenge. I mean, this year's been so crazy, because, like, every other year of my life, I would have been rooting for the Bills in this game. I'm not. I, I just, I don't know. I like the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, I think the Bills are gonna win. But moving on, I guess this is the first game Sunday at noon. We have the 5 and 8 Atlanta Falcons traveling to the 4 and 9 New Orleans Saints. And both of these teams are still alive for the division. Uh, New Orleans is favored by 4. And I, this is one of those games. Don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna just go with Atlanta. New Orleans is favored, but Atlanta, I don't know. Atlanta's been more fun to watch. And I think if it comes down to like a close game, they're gonna win it. I don't have any other reason for that. This game is horrible. It's a horrible game to pick because both these teams are really, really bad. And it's a sad fact they're both still alive. And yeah, one of them is probably going to get a really like low draft pick because they're going to win the division or something like that. Actually, that's not, that's not true. Carolina's winning the division. But uh, I'm going with Atlanta. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were going to take New Orleans in this situation. Uh, unfortunately for Mariota, it looks like he's going on IR and he's not going to play for the rest of the season. But that does mean, what's his uh, rookie's name, Redick? I don't remember his name. Something like that. He's irrelevant. Yeah. He's not Mr. Irrelevant. He's just irrelevant. Wow. I actually he proves himself. I think it's kind of exciting to get the rookie in there. He came from, I want to say, more of a you know, running gun offense, because that's what all college football is. So maybe they'll throw the ball around the field a little bit more. Drake London get more involved. I just don't. I don't believe in the Saints at all. Not that I truly believe in Atlanta that much. But I believe in Cordell Patterson more than I believe, I guess, in Alvin Kamara is the best way to put it. So I also am going to take the Atlanta Falcons. I I really want to put a lock on this game because they've been the covering machines of the NFL this year. But with a rookie quarterback starting and it being in New Orleans, I just, I'm not confident enough to put a lock on it. But I do really like Atlanta in this game, especially getting four points. 42 and a half over under. I would probably take the under in this game. Yeah, I would agree on taking the under, except for it's also this game has the propensity to have a lot of long plays where you have, you know, Chris Olave going for, you know, 60 yard touchdowns and then, you know, them responding with Cordell Patterson ripping off a 75 yard touchdown or things of that nature. That'd be the only thing I'd be concerned on, but I do like the under in this game. All right, moving on to the next game, we have 5 and 8 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the 5 and 8 Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina is favored by two and a half. Uh, Mitch Trubisky starting this game. Uh, like, if that's the case, I'm going Carolina all day. I, he looked real bad against Baltimore. And Carolina, even though, yeah, they 
Seattle is like on a downfall. They still looked pretty good. Even with their offense not being so good, they still have a really, really good defense. And I, I'm serious. I think that Carolina is actually going to win the division. Even with an interim coach and trading away Christian McCaffrey and like trading away the quarterback that they started the year with and like all the stuff that's happened to them, I still think, I mean, it's a really big division, but I, I still think Carolina is taking this one home. Yeah, wow. If, yeah, Mitch the Bitch Trubisky just sunk the Steelers game for me this last week. I'm very salty about it. That was one of my big bets of the week was I had the Steelers on most of my parlay cards because I, they should have beat the Ravens. That three red zone interceptions. Come on, Mitch. That is just horrible. Horrible. Like that, you win the game. You lost the game by two points. You, you can get any of those field goals instead of throwing an interception. You win the game. You win the game. You freaking loser. Yeah, if he's starting, I got Carolina all day as well. With the way the concussion protocol is now and how hard it is to pass it, it seems like, it didn't look like that bad of a hit on Pickett. Or not Pickett. Yeah. No. Kenny Pickens. Yeah, then, yeah. Freaking, the, the fact that they have two uh, rookies with P.I. like K.K. names in them is just very annoying. Whatever. Kenny, the quarterback, didn't look like that bad of a hit, but they got his bell rung and he didn't come back in. So, I'm going to take Carolina, even though I hate this. This is a horrible game. It's a horrible game to be putting on this late in the season. Yeah, um, go Big Cats. And uh, the next game, we're not going to take that long to discuss the next two games, I feel, because this one is the 12-1 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the 3-10 Chicago Bears. Philadelphia is favored by nine, but I don't see a world, and I... I mean, I said this last week about the Houston and Dallas. I didn't see a world where Houston could be Dallas, but it almost happened. And if they weren't stupid at the end of that game, Houston would have won. I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I don't know. I just don't see a world where Chicago is going to beat uh, Philadelphia. So that actually means Chicago's probably going to win. I'm still picking Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I I know that Philadelphia is definitely going to lose another game this year. And this feels like it, it's one of those games where it's in Chicago. Could be kind of shitty weather. You know, it's always blustery in Chicago. But that Chicago Bears defense is so atrocious. It just... It doesn't feel like they could stop a... They're like a leaf. They couldn't stop a smile breeze right now. They are so bad. They lost to the Packers. Yeah, they lost to the Packers. And that's, that's saying something. Packers didn't beat them. They lost to the Packers. Yeah. So, I'm taking Philly here. I would love to, once again, this is another game where that's nine points. Seems like so many. And I would love to bet the Bears. But, it just... That Bears offense has been far too inconsistent for me to believe in them to be able to play in a shootout. Which, maybe it will be, but I just don't believe it. And that defense is so bad that I don't see them getting any stops to hinder Jalen Hurts and that Eagles offense in any way. Like... Freaking Miles Sanders has personally doomed my fantasy season, and it, it hurts a lot, so dude is wrecking it up this year. Yeah, I mean, I can see this. If Philadelphia did lose this game, I can see this being like a make-or-break kind of a game for them. Like, it's either going to be, like, they lose this game, and they're going to respond, and it's going to make them even stronger, and they go on a championship run, or they lose this game, and then their confidence takes a hit, and then they start to become vulnerable and limp into the playoffs. I mean, it's probably better for them if they win this game, obviously, but, like, if that happens, like, if they do lose this game, they could end up coming out stronger, if that makes any sense. But... Who knows? We'll see. Uh, the next game, we're in the, kind of the same boat. We have this one's at noon on Sunday. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're 10 and 3, traveling to the 1, 11, and 1 Houston Texans. Kansas City is favored by 14, which I don't like that because we saw what happened last week against Dallas, and they're 17 against Houston. But yeah, Houston, I don't know what got into them last week or like what happened to Dallas, but like, wow, I thought for sure they were going to win that game. And we got into the fourth quarter, I'm like, and especially the end, when they were down, like, on the one yard line. It's like, I would have kicked the field goal there, by the way, just because then you're up, then you got to force them to get a touchdown, even though they did get a touchdown, still. Um, and I know that touchdown gets you the win. I don't know, it's old school thinking, but I just feel like things might have been different. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kansas City's winning this game. I'm not, I'm not debating that at all. I just That game was just, like, mind-boggling, especially since I had Dallas as number one in my power rankings last week. Um, but a win's a win, and no, doesn't matter how you get it. If you get it, you get it, and it's all that matters. So, yeah. Houston, getting the number one pick. But I don't know if they can even win another game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do win another game. I did say last week, Houston does have a sneaky defense. They've got some players out there who can play, but Kansas City feels like a team that they're going to throttle Houston. Uh, the way that I thought Dallas was going to throttle Houston, and Dak just came out not wanting to play football. Like, Dak looked like he had missed a bunch of time this year. Dak has looked great every game since he's been back, except for this last week against Houston, where he threw two interceptions, and just, he looked off. I guess we haven't really uh, even talked about how Kansas City almost lost to Denver. 
But uh, <laughs> that was actually a way better game than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was almost a Sunday night game. I mean, it actually turned out to be a better game than the Sunday night game. Um, isn't that funny how that worked out? But, I don't know, Kansas City, it was a division game, and that's all I'm chalking it up to. You know that Denver really wanted that game, and for Denver, that was definitely a moral victory. Like, they walked away from that game, and they probably felt like they won, even though the score said otherwise. They but scored like I feel 21 like, points. That's a victory in itself. I feel like Denver won that game, to be honest with you. Like, it makes me feel like, what are you doing, Chiefs? But I don't think they can do that two weeks in a row. I think they realize that. I mean, they're a championship team. So I just feel like that they're definitely going to come out. And Houston, they might put up a fight for a little while, but I think by the time they get to the end of the game, it, it might be a 14-point deficit. So, we'll see. Yeah, that QB carousel in Houston just, I don't think it's going to work two weeks in a row because this last week in Dallas, I don't know how it did work. They just kind of caught lightning in a bottle for a second. I don't think they catch uh, Kansas City with their pants down, if you will. And yeah, I once again, I'm not going to touch this bet because after last week and just these large point spreads have gone very poorly this year. Like in all actuality, you should definitely bet Houston in this situation as I think double digit favorites are like one in like a lot against the spread this year. So just throwing that out there. I'm not betting this game, but yes, I'm taking Kansas City to win this game. Next game, noon on Sunday, we have the 10-3 Dallas Cowboys traveling to the 5-8 Jacksonville Jaguars. Dallas is favored by 4.5. We already talked about how Dallas did not look very good last week and just kind of snuck that one out. Um, Jacksonville, on the hand, whooped up on Tennessee. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked good. And, like, he's had flashes. He's definitely on, like, an upward trajectory, um, which is good. That's what you want. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people expected him to be better than what he is at this point. But, I mean, he's getting better. So, I mean, the jury's still out. I'm not going to say that he's great. And I'm not going to say that he's not great. I'm just going to say, like, I want to wait and see. The team's getting better. Um, I think they could be a real test for Dallas. But, like, Dallas also probably is going to come out. And they probably feel a little embarrassed about the Houston game. And I just think that they're just a better overall team than Jacksonville. And they'll be able to win this game because of that. I'm going with Dallas. Uh, as I said last week, Jacksonville is a roller coaster team. They're up and down. But last week was their good week. This week, they'll probably get housed. I... As, as much as it sounds just, you know, bad to say, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost this game by, you know, 21 points. And if they only score, you know, 10 points in this game, and it's, you know, 35 to 10 by the end of this game. Because Jacksonville is, once again, they're a good team. I like them a lot. I like a lot of the pieces they have. But they are also still a very young team. And Doug Peterson's coaching, I feel like, takes a little time. Takes a little, like, time to get everything together and kind of pull it all. And I just don't think everything is in place yet. So I think that's why they're such an up-and-down team. And I do think that, once again, this, as it is, just as it is for Kansas City in the last one, this is a get-right game for Dallas where, you know, Jacksonville's coming in off of a high. They just beat a division opponent. Dallas is coming in, barely beating Houston. They need to come out and show, yeah, everyone who said we were number one in our power rankings, and you weren't wrong. We're a great team, and we deserve that spot. So, I got Dallas in this game. I mean, play devil's advocate, Jacksonville is only two games behind Tennessee right now. Um, actually, yeah, they're two games behind. They, uh, yeah, like, they're still alive in this weak division, and, I mean, I think Doug Peterson is the best head coach in that division as well. So, I mean, I would not be surprised to see Jacksonville make a run. If they win against Dallas, I would say look out for Jacksonville. But I still think Dallas is going to win this game, but this one could be an interesting one, and this could be a talking point uh, for next week. And the next game, I'm actually excited for this game because I'm expecting a battle. And it is at noon. It's the 6-7 and seven Detroit Lions traveling to the 7-6 and six New York Jets. The Lions are favored by one. It's uh, 44 and a half over-under, and I'm taking the over on that for sure because both of them, both of these teams like to give up points, but they also like to score points. So I'm going to go with more than 44 and a half. I'm not going to put a golden lock on that because it's not my shtick. But, uh, yeah, I... I'm 51-49 in this game. Like, I'm going to go with Detroit just because they are hotter. The, the Jets have lost a couple games and haven't looked good in the last few weeks. And Detroit has been winning, and they've been looking good. They've been looking like the team everyone expected them to look like coming out of hard knocks. And they, like I said earlier, I am rooting for Detroit, except for when they play the Packers in Week 17. But other than that, I'm rooting for Detroit, and I want them to get in the playoffs. I want them to get a playoff win and see what they can do from there because they, they have some talent. The defense isn't the best, but their offense can score points. That's all that really matters. So uh, I'm going to Detroit in this game. All right, Diesel, I still owe you that $20 from earlier in the year from the bet I made. How we go? Double or nothing. I'll take the under in this game. You're going to take the under? Yeah. I mean, sure, I can't really, I'm not really losing anything. You're going to pay me yet, so fine. Double or nothing. Nice. 
Uh, I do like Dungeon in this game. I also like the lions in this game. If I, if Mike White, and I know he can play with, you know, busted ribs and everything like that, and it probably won't hinder him as much, but I just wish he was more healthy, because I do think these defenses can actually put more clamps down than they, you know, they like to give up yards, but they don't always give up touchdowns. So I feel like this could be a lower scoring game than people think it will be. I think teams, both of them might go up and down the field, but I think there could be a lot of mistakes in the red zone areas and maybe a lot of field goals and things of that nature happening. So I will definitely take the under, and I will take the Lions as well. I want to take the Jets, and I would if Mike White was healthy, but I think you are completely correct in the fact that the Lions are a hotter team. And I love me some Jared Goff. He did it for me last week. Do it for me again, Jared. Love your style. Man, people are Jared Goff haters, and I've never been on that, never been on that boat. I've always been a fan of Jared Goff. Um, you know, I think this is the first game at 3.05. Uh, on Sunday, it is the 4-9 Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 3-10 Denver Broncos. I never thought I would see this again this season, but Denver is favored by 2.5, and, and that's because Kyler Murray is out. I mean, Arizona has a bunch of injuries. Um, Russell Wilson got knocked out of the game on Sunday, but I think he's, like, gonna play. But, I mean, that doesn't really matter. I think they'd probably be better off sitting him. Um, I don't know where to go with this game, because Colt McCoy, he's a decent quarterback. He's definitely a good backup. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he was my backup. Um, but I wouldn't want to, like, have to, like, throw him into games. He, he's done okay when he's had to play. I don't know. Where to go with this one? I'm gonna go with Denver just because they, they need to win. They can't just sit at three wins this year. Like, give them something. Like, it's almost Christmas. Give them a Christmas present. Give uh, Arizona another loss. Put uh, the hot seat even hotter for Cliff Kingsbury, and maybe Arizona can get a uh, better coach next year. Yeah, uh, these next few sentences that I'm about to say, I can't believe I'm going to say these. Truly, at this point in the season, there is no way in blue blazes I ever thought that I would be saying them. And that is, folks, this is the golden lock of the week. Take Denver. Denver's defense is way superior to Arizona's offense who just looked like a bunch of children against the Patriots who are a very good defense but statistically Denver's a better defense also Arizona's coming off of a short week because they just played on Monday Night Football as we said with Denver that game against Kansas City though it was a loss it was one of the most hated terms a moral victory for Denver and Denver I think may go a little run here at the end of the year not gonna do anything really just uh, besides hurt their draft or their draft pick but I can see the draft pick in Seattle's yeah so yeah they're just trying to burn Seattle some people just want to watch the world burn so they're gonna win some games here at the end of the year Golden lock of the week, folks. They definitely win this game by more than a field goal. So, I got Denver. It's uh, 36 and a half over under. I'm taking the under. I would also take the under. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, moving on to 305 on Sunday. We have the 7-6 New England Patriots traveling to the 5-8 Las Vegas Raiders. Patriots are favored uh, by a point and a half. Las Vegas does not know how to win a game. I mean, last week's Thursday night game was actually pretty fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. Like, watching Baker come back and win that game. Doing exactly what Tom Brady did, like, a couple nights before. But everyone was talking about it when Baker did it. Uh, I don't know. It was... I had a feeling it was going to happen after that punt when Carlson was celebrating the way he was and he got, like, that was a hell of a punt. He got all the way down to the two-yard line and I just had this feeling that, like, I've watched a lot of the Raider games this year because usually they're the only games on at the 3 o'clock. Um, so I've seen them start a game and have a big lead and then blow. I think they've blown three games this year with a 17-point lead. Yeah, um, might even be four. That might have been the fourth one they just... Well, I didn't have 17 points. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. They only had 16 points overall in the game. Yeah. Um, but still, I'm just saying, they've, they've been known to blow some leads. Um... I just had this feeling, and I was right. I mean, and yeah, it was aided by uh, unsportsmanlike conduct call because uh, a grown man can like help himself and act like a child and knock the ball out of a guy's hand. Yeah, it might seem silly that it's a 15 yard penalty, but I mean, that's exactly why they have that penalty. It's because you shouldn't be acting that way. You know, that's how fights get started. So unsportsmanlike conduct. That's exactly what that was, knocking the ball out of someone's hand. I think it, by definition, is right there. Yeah, it's silly, but at the same time. I mean, it was a stupid, stupid thing to do because, for one, he just got a nine-yard sack, and, like, he gave him 15 free yards, automatic first down, and then passed to Van Jefferson, game's over. It was, yeah, we're not talking about the Rams, we're talking about how bad Las Vegas looked at the end of that game, and Josh, or, yeah, Josh McDaniel, yeah, he's fired. Like, they're gonna wait until the season's over, but, yeah, he's not gonna be returning. I just, why would you bring him back? Like, this team, they, they traded for Devontae Adams, their offense is, like, amazing, and 
this is what they get with like this great offensive minded coordinator and that's all he'll ever be is an offensive coordinator so yeah that being said I think that Las Vegas will start out with a lead in this game, probably lead at halftime, maybe even have a double-digit lead in the third quarter, but by the end of the game, I have a uh, feeling that New England is going to win it, and it's probably going to come down to last possession kind of thing, that just seems to be how Las Vegas operates. Don't play them in overtime, unless you're Arizona, because they'll do something stupid, but uh, yeah, I got New England. Man, I really thought you were going to talk yourself into taking the Raiders in this game. Not, not stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, this is Josh McDaniel's Super Bowl, obviously, playing against his, you know, former team, and with having... Belichick could care less. <laughs> he really could. Yeah, no, Belichick doesn't give a shit about this. Poor Josh McDaniels. The only thing that Belichick cares about is that if he beats him here, maybe he will get fired. And then he can rehire him as the offensive coordinator. Because yeah, we definitely need offensive... Yeah, <laughs> we definitely need an offensive coordinator. And we also need to give Mac Jones the F out the game because God, he's just... I know, we beat the Cardinals, but come on. It's, it's the Cardinals. It's, yeah, and it's very apparent. The number of balls he just skied into the air for no apparent reason during that game. Like, oh, threw that one away. Oh, threw that one away. Oh, threw that one away. And don't get me wrong. I know we were down both of our starting running backs, but our backup running backs were looking great. That play action should have been open. Like, we had everyone on the field besides uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, besides Devontae Parker, who also got hurt and a concussion during the game. But still, Matt Jones is garbage. Get him out of here. I got I got Bill Belichick beating Josh McDaniels. I, I just don't believe in the Raiders at all. And if we lose to them, though, I'm not going to, like, freak out. I wouldn't be the most shocked thing that I've ever seen, but... I, I think Bill Belichick, we win here. We just, our defense is really firing, and Derek Carr just isn't very good. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, Derek Carr's not even the problem. It's I couldn't even really tell you why they keep on losing these games. Because, like, they are so explosive on offense. And they have a good defense. It, it's just, it's, it's gotta be coaching. Like, it's the only thing I can think. And, or their owner's haircut. One or the other. One or the two. Moving on to 325 on Sunday, we have the 7-6 and six Tennessee Titans playing the 7-6 and six, uh, LA Chargers. Uh, Chargers are favored by three, and I think that's fair. I Titans are falling apart, and Chargers are looking better. They're not looking like we thought they would look, but they're looking better. And I think they're a better team than Tennessee, and we're gonna go with the Chargers. And I like I like three points. I think that's a good that's a good line. And I do think that uh, Tennessee will score some points, but I just don't think they'll win. I promise that I'm not trying to think more conservative conservatively now that I've taken the lead from you. But unfortunately, once again, I agree with you. I think that I've been very very resolute with my opinion that I think Tennessee is a sham. And the Jaguars showed them to be a sham this last week. I think the Chargers are a ascending team. Justin Herbert is threw the ball over 50 times this last week and looked great doing it. And you know what? That's fine. That's the team they are. They didn't do it because of anything. That's just who they are. They throw the ball basically more than anyone in the NFL. And I love it. So, yeah, give me the Chargers here. I just, again, I don't believe in Tennessee. If they have one Achilles heel, it's probably their pass defense. And if the Chargers have one strength, it's their passing attack. So, if your greatest weakness is against the other team's greatest strength, you're kind of F in the A, folks. F in the A. Definitely right, Cotton. And also, just because before I forget, this is the silver lock of the week. Give me the Chargers, and I will say the San Diego Super Chargers. I don't care. I know they're the LA Chargers, but they're still the San Diego Super Chargers to me. Give me those uh, three points. I'll eat them, because I think they win this game by a touchdown. Okay, we're moving on to the last 325 game on Sunday. We have the 9-4 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the 6-7 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cincinnati is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and Cincinnati is rolling right now. And just, yeah, the Buccaneers are not... They ran into a buzzsaw last week in the Bay Area of Kelly, and they, yeah, it was not pretty. That game was really boring to watch, and I was hoping that Tampa Bay would put up some sort of a fight, but they did not. And I would, if I were, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Lynch, John Lynch, and I was watching that game, I would stay away from Tom Brady and bring him in next year. Tom Brady's a free agent next year, and he has expressed his interest in playing for the 49ers. I would just be like, Tom, you just need to hang it up, bro. Sorry, but it's, it's, it's time, because this year you're, you're looking... Okay, you know, you can still do it. I'm worried about what you're going to look like next year. So I think it's time for Tom Brady to just uh, like play his final games and move on to that big-time contract and he's out box. That's true. Uh, we will never be rid of Tom Brady because after he's done playing football, he's just going to be a commentator for the rest of his life, just like Peyton Manning. And then they'll be on competing networks, so maybe that'll be the, the biggest feud ever. It'll be the Brady-Manning feud 2.0. That'll be fun. Uh, I'm obviously going with Cincinnati. Um, three and a half seems a little low. I'm not going to say that they're going to win by more than a touchdown, but I still feel like three and a half feels a little low. 
I mean, Cincinnati just shut down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, with the Browns, and they have a great offensive line and two great running backs, and the Bengals shut them down. The Bucks have no offensive linemen left, and a banged-up Leonard, an old, old banged-up Leonard Fournette, and a rookie in white who's good, but not good enough to carry an entire offense, and I don't know why, but those receivers for Tom Brady have basically given up, and every time there's a good play for the Bucks, something goes awry. I mean, the one part of the Bucks and 49ers game that I watched was a 70-yard touchdown to Mike Evans that got called back because of a chippy holding call that was completely unnecessary, and that's that's just how the Bucs season is gone, so I do not see the Bucs losing this game at all, and I also agree that three and a half points seems kind of low. I can tell that they're in Tampa Bay, but this Cincinnati team is firing on all cylinders right now, and I, I wouldn't want to play them, so yeah, I got Cincinnati. I'm out of blocks, but this is a bonus lock of the week, folks. Hammer Cincinnati at three and a half. Eat those points. I do see uh, Tampa Bay looking like a totally different team next year. I feel like they're going to blow it up. They're going to have a new head coach. They're going to have new everything. Um, it's just, that's the price you pay when you go all in. You got your championship, and I mean, that's what you were doing it for, so it was a success. Now, this is what you get for doing that, so... I'm not saying it's wrong because, like, winning a championship is always the goal. So, if yeah. you do it any way you can do it, but. And then, Ross Johnson is winning a championship as well. So, it's not like they're all in was a, like a one year thing. They were in a, you know, NFC championship game last year as well. So, one game away from Super Bowl. Yeah, they uh, missed the NFC championship game. I mean, the game. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. Right. They almost made it. They almost had that epic comeback against the Rams, but uh, just fell short. But I digress. Moving on to Sunday Night Football, we have the 7 5 and 1 New York Giants traveling to the 7 5 and 1. Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington is favored by four and a half. And I'm telling you, I'm going with Washington because of the fact New York has lost their mojo. They're sliding, they're sliding fast. Also, the last game Washington played was against the Giants. So they had a week to prepare for the Giants and they played them. Then they had another week that they didn't have to play at all because they were on bye last week. So it was another week to kind of prepare for the Giants. Then they had another full week to prepare for the Giants. So I feel like I like the odds of Washington winning this game. So I'm going Washington all day. Yeah, and I mean, the Giants are the walking wounded. If if there was another team besides the 49ers who you could point to for being the most injured team in the NFL, it would be the New York Giants because they have just been beaten to hell by the injury bug. And friggin' every one of their stars is dealing with an injury right now. I mean, Saquon Barkley is dealing with a neck injury right now. He's playing through it, and he's trying, but still, Daniel Jones has no one to throw the ball to. Their offensive line is on its probably 13th or 14th different combination. It's, it's rough to be a G-man right now. I also agree that I got the commanders all day in this game. I think it's a little unfair, once again, to the Giants that they get the commanders in this sort of thing because, yeah, Literally, the commanders have almost a month, basically, to prepare for them in those two games, like, overall. And it's like, well, yeah, here, Giants, uh, you're fucked. Yeah, you're injured. We just got rest after just playing you, which we tied. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a fun game. The last game was fun. I just wish it wouldn't end the way it ended. Even though I did call it a good tie last week. And if you don't believe me, you can watch last week's episode because Chad uh, cleverly uh, edited that in. Um, yeah. But anywho. Um, yeah, I have, like, a sidebar. We don't really do sidebars on this show, but I got a sidebar. Um, I was thinking, uh, Odell. Because one of the teams that he was uh, talking about joining is the Giants. I don't think that you want to join the Giants now, especially since the comments he made this week about uh, waiting until the postseason starts and joining joining a contender. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I kind of have like mixed emotions about it. Um, it's, it's it's a little unfair, but like at the same time, I can see his point of view. Like, what are your thoughts on it? I have really generally no qualms with ring chasing. I, I think it's you know you can go ahead and chase a ring, but I do think that it's a little shy to wait until the postseason. Like I think you should have to. I know like injuries happen, so that's why you can pick people up in the postseason because you can't just go no let's postseason start like your roster is set. And you just have to deal with whatever come whatever may come. You just have to deal with it. So I get that, but it does feel a little bit shy to not go. I believe enough in this team that I'll join them now because, like, I mean, and right now, if you join the Cowboys, they're not guaranteed, but they're pretty much guaranteed a playoff position. If you join the Giants, they're not guaranteed a playoff position, but they're in a strong position to make the playoffs still. Like, I do, I do feel it is a little shisty, but it's not, like, so much that I'm gonna be like, ooh, F you Odell, or whatever you do, like, wherever he joins, I'm not just gonna root against him. But it's one of those things where it's, like, kind of like, eh, it's kind of a little gross, but I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, gripe about it either, it's just, I don't know, it, it, it could hurt a team too, because there's no chemistry, like, you put Odell on the Cowboys, you haven't played with him all year, his first snaps are in the playoffs, and Dak has no chemistry with him, like, in-game chemistry, and that could be a big thing, you know, um, I mean, there's also, like, learning the playbook, and, like, all this stuff, there's a lot of stuff that go into it, so it could hurt a team too, but at the same time, you don't know what Odell's gonna bring to the table after having a second knee surgery, and, like, I don't know, like, 
It's weird, because in baseball, you have to be on an active roster at, by a certain point, unless injuries come into play. But, like, yeah, there's, there's a certain rule before you can, like, like be on a playoff roster. Yeah, NFL doesn't really have anything like that. And it's just, it's weird. I bet you this starts the discussion, and this will lead to a new rule where you at least have to be on a team's practice squad before week 18 or something like that. Um, I feel like that would be fair. Like, I don't know. I feel like just signing somebody off the streets and bringing them in for the postseason just can be a little controversial, but... I would agree, yeah, it's not like hyper-controversial where it's, yeah, where we cry about it too much, but it's definitely something that bears to be looked at because, yeah, for a girl, just be able to sit back and go, all right, well, I'll just wait and see. It does feel a little just dirty. Moving on, final game of the week, talking about Odell's team last year he won the championship with. He blew out his knee in the Super Bowl, um, which sucks for him, I'm not going to lie. Um, that's not funny, Shane, I'm not saying that or anything like that, but uh, what did you say? I said, it sucks for my best, too, because I had a bunch of money on his receptions and his yardage. And at the start of that game, it looked like it was going to be easy money since he already had two and a whole bunch of yards, and then, yeah, he blew out his freaking leg. Yeah, I got a ring, though. Got a ring. Um, we have the 4-9 Los Angeles Rams traveling to the 5-8 Green Bay Packers. The Packers are favored by 7, which I do not like that one bit because it's a lot. That is a lot, and I've seen the Packers play every one of their games this year, and I know it doesn't matter who they play. They can't score points, unless it's the Bears, I guess. But, or the Cowboys. Uh, that too, Cowboys as well. Um, yeah, with that being said, the Rams, they're not very good. And Baker, he did something last week. Is he going to be able to do it again? Packers coming off their bye, and means Aaron Rodgers got a week to rest his hand, or two weeks to rest his hand. That might be staying, it feels a lot better. Um, that Dobbs is, like, uh, saying he's going to be playing. Like, we're getting some pieces back. Um, I'm going with Green Bay in this game because I feel like they're better than the Rams. I feel like it's they're not going to win this game by seven. I feel like they'll be lucky to win it by three, to be honest with you. I just, like, I they don't have that momentum. They don't, I just don't have that feel to me where they have this thing put together. But we'll have another week uh, of Packer Nation being like, we're still alive. No, all we got to do is beat Miami. We got to win out and, like, have all this stuff happen. And we'll make class with 17. It's like, yeah, it's, it's true. All that is true. But, like, all that has to happen. And I just don't see it happening. But I do see them winning this week. So I'm going with the Packers. And we'll see what happens. I could be wrong. I'm not be surprised if I'm wrong. But the only thing I really, really hope for is we get another run inside the five from Aaron Rodgers where he outruns Jalen Ramsey for a third consecutive year. That would be amazing. I can't believe he's done it twice. If he can do it three times, that'd be amazing. I mean, I can't argue with that fact right there. Once again, I really, really, really want to take the Rams. I do. I do. I want to take the Rams very badly. But I do not believe in Baker Mayfield at all. I know. I felt great for him. I thought this win this last week was really awesome. Like, good on Baker for, you know, pulling off that drive, not knowing the offense. But the Packers are coming off their bye week. The Packers are still technically playing for a playoff spot, which is just mind-numbingly, mind-boggling. Yeah, it's also annoying. Yeah, I just I mean, wanted to be out of it, so, like, people will just stop talking about it. Oh, I, I know that sucks. That sucks because they have a chance, but like I just I don't see it happening, and I feel like we're all setting ourselves up for disappointment. And I'd rather be disappointed sooner than later. That's all I'm saying. Also, like honestly, everyone out there who's rooting for the Packers to make the playoffs, which team in the NFC do you want to see them play against that you're gonna beat? I mean, play Devil's Advocate. Don't get me started. You're gonna get me hyped. You're gonna make me like get on this train. 2010, they snuck in. They they ran the table. They snuck in at the sixth seed. Won three consecutive road games. Went to the Super Bowl. Beat the Steelers. It can happen. Not gonna happen, but it can happen, Chad. So like your argument, you can't make that argument. Uh, man, you I, I know I don't any team if any team would do it, you know it's the Packers. You know it's Aaron Rodgers. Stop it! Stop doing this to me. I'm fine. I'm not taking the Packers to win this game. I, I do think that this is a good week for the Packers coming off the bye, playing on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, if nothing else, is a man among men or amongst boys usually on primetime games. A Monday night football game. Yeah, he's played one. This is their first Monday night football game this year, right? Yeah, it's the first time it's weird because usually we get like Packers get at least like six, seven games with Troy Buck and uh, Troy Buck. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy. Troy Buck from now on. That's a yeah, so it's, it's, it's weird that they're Monday Night Football and like you're only going to get to hear them call a Packers game maybe once a year. But uh, yeah. I like them on Monday Night Football though. It's, it's much more palpable. I, agree. I, I mean, it makes Monday Night Football feel like a big deal again, especially for the like, sorry, Steve Levy, but the garbage that you've had to work with <laughs> the last couple years. Steve Levy did the best that he could. He tried. Okay? He really I like tried. Steve Levy. He's way better on Sports Center than he was as the play by play guy. Um, they're really floundering since they lost Mike Tirico. But, yeah, I don't know. Packers, they're going to give their, the fan base one more week of hope. And it's just, 
we're just trying to delay the inevitable. And I hate saying that, but it's just the way I feel. I know it's a negative way to look at it, but I'm kind of disappointed that we're probably only going to get like uh, 13 or 14, 15 in the draft pick. The draft pick, so yep. that's kind of a bummer. So anyway, right. win out. Run the table. Let's do it. I'm on board now. Okay. I'm, I'm so, on board of uh, win this game and then lose out and hope for a top 10 draft pick. So uh, recap. I can already do next week's recap, and you, are, you still have a one-game lead over me because we picked 100% of the same games. So... Yeah, let's, uh... This week doesn't matter. Uh, I, uh, wish you luck on a perfect week this week, sir. I wish you luck on a perfect week, good sir. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully it happens. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be wild. Never had a perfect week, and yeah, the same week. week. Well, that's what I'm rooting for. Me too. I don't really have anything else. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty good. Well, it's, uh, it's nice to have a full slate of games, though. Yeah, I mean, it does bum me out a little bit that there's games on Saturday, just because, like, at the beginning of the season, when you get everything on Sunday, except for, like, a couple primetime games, Red right Zone is just the best. Um, so that's the only thing that bums me out just a little bit, but... Oh, well, what are you going to do? At least we um, have a nice split this week, though, so it's not only, like, one 3 o'clock game on Sunday. You know, they at least broke up because there's less games on Sunday this week than Saturday. Yeah, we have four, so yep. can't complain about that. I mean, we have... We don't get the Octo Box, though, for the first game, because there's only... Sure. There's only seven, so only seven. we don't get the Octo Box. Sure. only six. My bad, because the Miami Buffalo games on Saturday. Yeah, that's what I thought. You get the Hecto Box. Oh, look at us using big words, folks. You're learning... You're learning terminology. Other uh, well, than that, let me just wrap this thing up. Um, I guess, uh... You got any final thoughts? There. Uh, nope. if, you're not, if you're not watching this on YouTube and you're listening to this, uh, we're now on Amazon uh, Music as well. So, just no, a nice to me. Yeah, well, it just happened like yesterday, so. That's actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Look at us. Look at us. We're, we're moving up in the world. Um, obviously, as the chat said, if you're not watching us on YouTube, that's cool. Thank you for listening. But we are on YouTube. You can search Visionaries Global Media and you'll get to see every episode that we've done in this podcast so far, I believe. Or maybe there's a couple that we missed at the beginning. We were. It was, it was a kind of a. Just kind of thought of this like the day before we started doing it. And it was also week two, so that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is going real great. You can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore Mind. You can follow a cat butt by following us on YouTube, Visionaries Global Media. Um, you can also listen, or you can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at Viz Global Media. You can also join the network. Send a sample of your podcast into Visionaries Global Media at gmail.com. It will be listened to, and it will definitely be added unless, like, you don't meet the requirements, but that's, it's, very, it's not very easy to not meet the requirements for us. We're, uh, we have an open-door policy, I guess. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, inclusive. There you go. So, yeah, send them in to visionaries.com. They'll be heard on, apparently, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, on our radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podknife, and Podbook. And probably so many more. Yeah, so many others. You still have to wrap up the show, Diesel. This is still View from the Top of the Goalpost. This is still View from the Top of the Goalpost. Uh, that's right. Uh, welcome back. Um, and bye. I am Diesel. <laughs> Joining you from Diesel's, uh, whatever Dungeon of Delight, Dapper Dungeon of Delight, or whatever. I don't know. This is a train wreck. Thank you, Chad, for joining me. Uh, maybe we'll do this thing again next week. I don't know. Uh, just let's watch some football. Bye. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I am your host, Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delights, where it's always dapper and it is the holiday season. Can't tell because I shoveled behind me, so we're all clear with the snow and it's a nice sunny day. And I am joined today by the man who lives in the cave and also is very festive with his happy holidays on his sign. We have the Dadalac, Chad. Oh man, I freaked the camera off by moving my arms too fast right there. Hello everyone, yes, I'm Chad. I'm also wearing a festive Yup I'm Jolly shirt, so double holiday cheer. Stone Cold, yeah, that's, that's very festive as well, obviously. Oh, yeah. But yeah, hello everyone, here to pick some games, still in the lead, still digging that. Yeah, uh, obviously Chad's still in the lead because last week we picked 100% the same, so we both went 11 and 5. Uh, Chad is now 127 and 80 and 1, no, I'm 127 and 1, Chad is 128 and 79 and 1. Chad's uh, two or three bets when he went 2 and 1, and we also made another bet that we can't 100% remember, but I think I won. Um, pretty sure so, yeah. yeah, we'll have to look back at the footage later and um, it's a, it's a booth review. Yeah, Chad, uh, throw that in there when you're doing this edit. You got it, buddy. You know how to do that. 
Okay, well, this week is an interesting week because I cannot remember in the history of my life seeing so many NFL games on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, I mean, they've been playing Saturday games for years and years and years and years. But, like, the majority of, like, it's Sunday on Saturday this week, and it's weird. It's freaking me out. But, uh, obviously, we're going to start on Thursday because we have Thursday Night Football, and it is the 6-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the 7-7 seven and seven New York Jets. Jacksonville is favored by a point and a half. And it's, yeah, I mean, Mike White is most likely out. Like, they're holding out hope. Like, he was holding out hope, but, like, they basically know he had a broken rib on a short week. Like, maybe if it was Sunday, we'd let you go. But, yeah, he's not going to play. And that's probably why Jacksonville is favored. And plus, I mean, they just came back and beat the Cowboys, which was... I didn't, I don't know. I didn't see that coming. Like, I thought two weeks ago I had the Cowboys number one in my power rankings. And even in my top ten anymore, I don't know. I didn't do a power ranking this week. You should have thought about that and discussed that. But, yeah. uh... We're real good. I don't know if makes the four shows. Yeah, no, we're, we're planning wizards. But, uh, I don't even know where to go with this game because Jacksonville's hot. The Jets are not. The Jets are banged up. Jets are fighting for a playoff spot. So are Jacksonville. I really, really want to go with Jacksonville. I really, really do. And if Zach Wilson wasn't the quarterback, if like Mike White was quarterback in the Jets, I would pick them. I think the Jets might actually win the AFC South. The Titans are falling. Like the Colts and the uh, Texans are out of it. I actually think Jacksonville is going to be the winner of that division. It's weird to say, but I don't know. I just have this feeling, and it's they're going to get this win, and they're going to get a game closer to doing that. I remember everyone a couple weeks ago when I said go out there and place a bet on Jacksonville winning the AFC South because at that point it didn't look like it was very feasible. But I hope you listen to me because 100% Jacksonville is taking the South. Trevor Lawrence is on fire right now. I really do want to pick against Jacksonville here because they did just play an overtime game and I know they won. But it was a very emotional win and I can't believe that that guy, A, caught that ball off of the ground. There was maybe an inch from the, that ball hitting the ground in overtime. And then not only caught it, but ran it back for a pick six to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like... It was absolutely wild watching that game. Trevor Lawrence has apparently flipped the script. He now looks like the person he was supposed to be. The prospect that everyone said the best prospect since John Elway. And hell, this past couple weeks he looks like it. And against that Dallas defense, he lit them up. And yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville here. I don't like it. I would love to pick the Jets. And once again, I would agree with you. If Mike White was playing, probably would take the Jets. What's uh, the over-under in this game? 37 and a half. Jeez, that is low. I oh, don't nothing. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I don't know. To your point on Trevor Lawrence, is it Trevor Lawrence or is it Doug Peterson? I mean, look at when Doug Peterson was head coach of the Eagles. Look what he got out of Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Um, those guys have done nothing in their career, like, without Doug Peterson, really. Nick Foles has bounced around and stuff, but he's never had as much success as he has under Doug Peterson. And he's done the same exact thing as Carson Wentz. So, I don't know, I think that Doug Peterson is really good for uh, Trevor Lawrence. And in a way, the Jaguars lucked out that they messed up on hiring Byron Leftwich because I think that Doug Peterson might be the better option for a young quarterback. So... Yeah, I'm excited. I really do want the Jaguars to win this division. They're kind of like the Lions in a way where, like, they're the lovable underdogs. And wouldn't it be cool to see the Lions-Jaguars Super Bowl? Like, how cool would that actually be? The Big Cat Bowl. I'd be losing my mind. I doubt that's going to happen, at least this year. Maybe in the next few years, both these teams are on the rise. So, we'll see. Uh, the first game on Saturday, Christmas Eve, is uh, at noon. We have the 5-9 Atlanta Falcons traveling to the 9-5 Baltimore Ravens. Uh, do you know the status on quarterback situation in Baltimore? Is Lamar still out? Is Huntley starting this week? I, I, uh, Baltimore is favored by seven and a half, so I'm assuming that one of those two are playing. I'm pretty sure Huntley is definitely, and he played last week and he played the whole game. I don't think he got injured, so no matter what, I think it will be Huntley at least. Lamar, I know he just sprained it, so it's a possibility he could be back. I also think the line is so high because of how terribly Ritter played last week for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, he only completed like, like maybe 10, 11 passes out of 20 some, and they only put up 18 points. So I think that's why this line is so askew. I would really love to say that I would pick the Atlanta Falcons here because they are the kings of the cover this year. I think they've only not covered a few times, and they've been wonderful to bet on. But once again, with the way that he played, Ritter, that is, the rookie quarterback, and the way that this Ravens defense, who, once again, the Ravens are not a good team at all. Like, just, they are a sham of a team. They're going to get into the playoffs, and they're going to get housed by someone, all right? And that's just what it is. They have a really good record right now, but they're not a good team. And their schedule has gotten exceedingly soft here lately. And they have, once again, another just cupcake of a game here against the Atlanta Falcons, who kind of seemed like they gave up. They just lost to the Saints. 
And who is it in the Saints this year? They're also atrocious. So I got the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Could not think of where Baltimore was for a second. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm going to put the bronze lock of the week on this. I know seven and a half points seems like a lot, but I just don't see the Atlanta Falcons scoring any points this week against this Ravens defense. And it's in Baltimore, isn't it? Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, give me the bronze lock of the week. Give me the Baltimore Ravens, minus seven and a half. Eat the points, and just, you know, hope that Huntley, or really hope that Lamar Jackson maybe plays. Actually, maybe hope Huntley plays. He's played better than Lamar has, probably. Yeah, um, Atlanta is still only a game out of the division lead, though. They can easily still win the NFC South. We're at the point where one more loss by Tampa Bay guaranteed a losing record for that division. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know who's going to win that division. I thought last week it was going to be Carolina, but after uh, what they did against Pittsburgh, I just, uh, that's not... That's not going to happen, I don't think, anymore. And speaking of Carolina, they're in our next game on Saturday at noon. We have the 7-7 seven seven Detroit Lions traveling to the 5-9 Carolina Panthers. Detroit had a really, really tough game against the Jets and won it at the end on a fourth and goal touchdown. And, like, this was, I didn't get to watch much football on Sunday because I was doing family things, but, like, I did make sure that this game was on TV, so I didn't have red zone. So I do feel lost on some of these games, but I did watch more of the Detroit Jets game than I did some of the other ones. Um, uh, I still thought Detroit looked good at times. There were times where they were playing sloppy, but the Jets were playing on sloppy too. They're both really, really great teams, but the Detroit's hot. And that's why they got that win. That's what I said last week. That's why they're going to beat the Jets. I think Detroit's winning again this week. And yeah, they're they're fighting to get that wild card spot. And I'm all for it unless the Packers can get it. And they're going to have to go through Detroit to get it. So, but right now I got Detroit. Another big cat bowl. Love these games because no matter what, that means a big cat is going to win. Also means one of them's got to lose, but that's okay. Where I'm going with this game is pretty obvious. I am selling all stock on Carolina. I never really bought into Carolina this year, but I thought there was a chance. I don't care about the NFC South. They are a dumpster fire. And the way it's looking, they're going to get to host a game against the Dallas Cowboys. That's, that's the way it looks like this cookie's going to crumble. And whoever is hosting a game against the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sorry, I am definitely picking against the NFC South team. Picking against the NFC South team here as well. No way in hell am I taking the Carolina Panthers. Even though the Lions are probably due for a letdown because that's who they are and they're the Lions. I'm still going to take the Lions this week. And what's the line on this game? Uh, two and a half. Yeah, this is the silver lock of the week, folks. Because give me the Lions. Once again, we're going to eat some points this week, folks. Because I don't trust whatever quarterback is starting for the Carolina Panthers. And I do uh, trust Jared Goff. Do it for me again, Jared Goff. I've said the past two weeks, and you've pulled through. So one more time for the money, baby. All right, moving on to the next game on Saturday at noon. We have the 11-3 Buffalo Bills traveling to the 3-11 Chicago Bears. Buffalo is favored by 8.5. Do not like that line. I actually feel like this game is going to be closer than people think. Um, the Bears don't have anything to play for. Like, at this point, they... Why not beat the Bills just because they're the Bills? The Bills right now... I feel like could definitely be looking to the future and overlooking the Bears. And it's in Chicago on Christmas Eve, so you know it's going to be cold. I don't know. I really want to take the Bears. I'm not going to take the Bears. But, I mean, if you give me the eight and a half points, I take the Bears. Um, I feel like this game going to be closer. It's going to be less than a touchdown, like six-point game. Um, I think the Bears are going to hold with the Bills because the Bills just, I don't know, they play down to their competition. Look what they did against the Packers and look at some of their losses this year. I'm taking the Bills. But definitely taking it. If I was betting, I would take the Bears with points. Yeah, I would... I'm not going to put a lock on this game or anything like that, but I do love the thought of putting some money down on the Bears to cover eight and a half, nine points. Because if you look at the Bills this year, every single game they played against the NFC North has been a close competition where they've had to have a knockdown, dragout fight. And yes, they won two of them, but they did lose to the Vikings and they almost lost to the Packers. And hell, like they, they almost lost, lost to, the to the Lions. They should have lost to the Lions. Exactly. On Thanksgiving. This is another big spot on Christmas Eve. I can see once again, my favorite expression this year apparently. This now is the Bears Super Bowl because yeah, they have nothing left to play for. Big Christmas Eve game. Take the points, but I, yeah, in all good consciousness, I just can't pick the Bears to win. Justin Fields just doesn't have enough weapons around him, and I do feel like that Bills defense will get some turnovers because he seems to be a little bit turnover-prone at this time. So, yeah, give me the Bills. Okay, moving on to the next game at noon on Saturday. We have the 5-9 and nine New Orleans Saints traveling to the 6-8 and eight Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by 2.5, but I don't like this game at all because I can easily see Cleveland's defense not showing up and uh, New Orleans making a few big plays to win this game. I don't like this game at all. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say New Orleans wins this game. 
wow. I just, I don't know. I just have this gut feeling that New Orleans is going to win. I, like I said, I just feel like for some reason Cleveland's defense isn't going to show up. And yeah, Kamara, you got Alave. I don't know. Just got a feeling. Yeah, um, uh, what's the over-under in this game? 31 and a half. That's low. Yeah, that's really low. I actually, I was looking at some of the betting lines before we started. And that kind of supports my theory of a couple big plays going to win this game. Yeah, I think that this game will definitely hit the over. I think there'll be a few more points scored in it. I don't agree. I think as much as he sucks as a human being, I think Deshaun Watson's slowly getting his feet under him, and it's going to look more and more Deshaun Watson-like as we go forward. I think the Browns win this game, and yeah, give me the Browns. Not putting any money on it, though, because I'm just not going to bet on the Browns. But I will bet on the over, because that's just a game. I mean, if I were the Browns, I would be tanking right now to try to get a top 10 pick. I mean, like, I think Stefanski's job is safe. This year was different. Like, they put him in a weird situation. They traded away his quarterback. They had him play the majority of the season with a backup quarterback. And knowing that Sean Watson was going to come back after not playing for two years. So I feel like Stefanski's job is safe. Or the Browns, they take the opportunity and try to get a top-ten pick. And, like, you know that they're going to be good going forward. They have good, like, pieces in place. It's just maybe add a couple more. That's all I'm saying. Uh, moving on to uh, Saturday at noon, we have the 7-7 seven and seven Seattle Seahawks traveling to the 11-3, almost 10-4 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 9.5, and, and excuse me, after last Sunday, I don't know how you couldn't get conscious, uh, give the Chiefs 9.5 points, or have them favored by 9.5 points, because they almost lost to Houston. They had to beat them in overtime, and it's just, it's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Seattle looked not very good against uh, San Francisco last Thursday. I mean, obviously, I'm taking Kansas City, because I don't believe in Seattle anymore, their magic has run out, and Kansas City are starting to look like the Bills were a couple weeks ago, where you start, like, poking at like certain like bricks and they're coming loose and they look like they can start making crumble. Um, if the season ended today, the Chiefs don't have the one seed and it's possible that Patrick Mahomes can play his first playoff game that kind of Super Bowls at uh, somewhere besides uh, Arrowhead. So well, that'd be wow. interesting to see. That's, that's wild that Patrick Mahomes still hasn't played a non-Super Bowl playoff game away from Arrowhead. That's, that's how that's dominant staggering. they've been. Yeah, that's staggering. And, like, but I do also see this as a trap game. Um, Kansas City almost like I said lost to Houston last week. Seattle could come in and who knows? So I don't know, but I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those situations where Seattle needs this game to stay in the wild card picture. They they lose this game. I'm stopped that they're out of the wild card, I don't think, because it's just how the NFC is right now. But it definitely gets real murky for them real quick. So Kansas City needs, or Seattle needs this game. And Kansas City is basically fighting for the one seed because they have their division locked up. The AFC West is a garbage fire besides them. I mean, the Chargers are trying to make a push for at least a playoff spot, but they are not catching the Chiefs at this point. So that's not a concern for them. Man, you're right. This feels like a game where I would love to take Pete Carroll and the Sea Chickens, but Geno Smith seems to turn back into Geno Smith lately, and he is just getting his ass handed to him on the blitz and you know what the Chiefs do a lot of? They blitz. They blitz a lot. So yeah, ah, I would love to take Seattle. I'm not gonna though. I'm, I'm gonna take Kansas City. I'm sorry Diesel. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm taking Kansas City here. It's, it's just not, oh, if they had, if the Sea Chickens were healthy, maybe I would consider taking them, but they're, like all the guys are all nicked up right now and they're one player away from just not having anyone to play off on, so. Well, moving on. Noon, Saturday. Another game I don't want to have anything to do with it. We have the 8 5 1 New York Giants traveling to the 11 and 3 Minnesota Vikings. I watched the Minnesota game. That was one of the games I did watch this week. Uh, oh my god. I watched it from start to finish. I knew when Indianapolis was up 33 0 at halftime. I knew, don't turn this game off, that Minnesota was going to. I knew deep down they were going to come back and win. I just knew it. I don't know why I knew it. Like, you just have these feelings sometimes. And I figured if Indianapolis can score 33 points and a half, if Minnesota can like hold them from scoring any points, which they only let them score three, they could easily score that many points and a half as well. Um, I just, I don't know. That game was embarrassing. That game was so bad. And the, the coolest part about that game was the final snap of the game. You knew the game was going to end in history. Either you're going to have the largest comeback in NFL history, or you're going to have the first team to have two ties in one season. Which, I thought that was pretty cool. That, like, you don't get those moments that you know, no matter what happens after this play, history is going to be made. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Um, Minnesota, oh my god. Like, if they, if you didn't think they were frauds before, <laughs> uh, and they're 10-0 in one possession games. Yup. <laughs> and then you got the Giants. Didn't look great. 
Uh, these guys, like, four weeks, they won the game. Um, probably uh, was aided by the refs there at the end, but... Uh, maybe, maybe it might have mugged a little bit, but that's not... Uh, it doesn't matter because the, in the record books, they have a tick mark on the left side, which is a win, and... Yeah, I don't know what to do with this game. Because they're both... They're, they're both, like, the same team. It's really hard. I don't know. I'm gonna go to Minnesota, just because. I don't know why, but I'm going to Minnesota. They won on Saturday last week. <laughs> maybe they can do it again. I am not going to go with Minnesota. It's finally the time for the comeback of the rule. Because I have been picking against my own rule that if you play an overtime game, the next week you're going to lose. Because the gosh damn Raiders kept screwing with it. So, I just stayed away from it. We'll get to the Raiders in a little bit here. But, they also played in overtime. They did. Or no, 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 they did not. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> should have went to overtime. Should have went to overtime. We're not talking about that right now. Uh, I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking the Giants here. And not only am I taking the Giants because Minnesota just played in overtime, but I'm taking the Giants because the one kryptonite the Vikings seem to have this year is the NFC East. It's the one division that has been able to give them fits. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to the Giants here. I know they're playing with a third-string practice squad, but you know what? I don't care. They're feisty. And the Giants are gonna win this game. Alright, well, can we talk about uh, Las Vegas and New England now? Because uh, the next game on Saturday at noon is the 10-4 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the 7-7 seven seven New England Patriots. Bengals are favored by three and a half. Um, I, like, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm not. Uh, I did watch the majority of this game because I was home for the, like, late afternoon games. And... I knew this whole time, like the whole game, I had this feeling that the Patriots would come back because, like I mentioned last week, Las Vegas has had so many leads this year and they always seem to lose them in the end. And especially when uh, you had um, Carr running around celebrating after that one touchdown in the second quarter, like they just like won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, dude, it's way too late for the celebration. You're, like, it's gonna be like at the end of the game. I don't know. I didn't see this happening. I didn't see what was gonna happen at the end of the game. You should never go rogue. That's like, you should, yeah, you should never go rogue. I don't know what he was doing. Why he thought that uh, Mac Jones was open, like passing it back there. That was the worst decision I've ever seen at the end of a game. It was even a worse decision than the Cowboys game in the playoffs last year. That was horrible. I don't know what. You go ahead and talk. I legitimately, I texted you the minute it happened. I was watching it. And first of all, the announcers tried to blame it on Stevenson at first for him throwing the ball back to whoever he was trying to throw it back to. But no, it was Kobe Myers. I, in good consciousness, have no idea into what breadth of his brain that that seemed like a good idea. The only explanation I have is that somehow when he spun around, his brain got so disorientated that he forgot that the colors of his jerseys were white and not the Raiders' black jerseys that they were playing against because there were literally four Raiders and Mac fucking Jones. Mr. I can't run the ball if my life depended on it. Also, so unathletic that he can't even catch a ball. And I'm gonna throw it back to him, who is surrounded by defensive linemen who are the freakish natures of athletes on there. And of course, it had to go to Chandler fucking Jones, who was a Patriot for a long time. And him stiff-arming Mac Jones is the epitome of the Patriots season. That's exactly how it feels to be a Patriots fan this year, because it keeps seeming like we have nice things. Like, things start to go well for us this year, and it's like, ooh, we're gonna do something. Ooh, Bailey Zappi's kinda looking kinda good right now. We're feeling like we got a good offense and defense. Ooh, Mac Jones is back. Ooh, the defense can't play against everyone. Ooh, all these prime time games are against running quarterbacks, and we can't stop running quarterbacks. Ooh, I'm Jacoby Myers, and I'm gonna throw a stupid fucking pass! I don't know. I'm sure We have Nick fucking Folk. Like, I know the time is running out, but in no situation should you be running a hook and ladder play when you are fucking tied. Like, that is a, that is a worst play yeah, if uh, Bill Belichick wanted to run a hooking ladder, he wouldn't have called a fucking drop. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, I just get this image of him, Myers, saying, oh, look, it's Chandler Jones, I know him, and throwing him the ball. And it reminds me of, you ever see uh, Leave it to Beaver, the movie, when he's playing football, he gives the ball to his friend because he knows him and he runs the other way and he's on the other team? That's what it reminded me of. Like, I know him, here you go. I, I just, I legitimately could not believe it. I was, I was in a state of shock for a good half an hour after it happened. Okay, now the real question is, this game did not go into overtime, so... Your overtime rule does not apply. So does that mean New England is winning? No, no, I'm still picking the, I'm picking the Bengals to win this game. I, I, don't, I don't like it at all, but I don't have, after after the way we lost that game, and I'm, I'm legitimately serious about this. I think that might have been one of Mac Jones' last plays in the NFL ever as a starting QB. I don't, I don't know why, it's the most pitiful thing ever of seeing him get literally stiff-armed. It looked like a grown man stiff-arming a child to the ground where he's just like, nope. And he just pushed him down like, nope. It's, it's painful. 
it's gonna be his legacy. Well, just like the butt fumble. I mean, you think of Mark Sanchez, you don't remember anything but the butt fumble. Anytime you think uh, Mac Jones, you're gonna think of that stiff arm. Yeah, 100%. That is and gonna like, be the gift going forward. That is a defensive lineman's dream. You have the ball and the quarterback's right in front of you, and you can just basically punch him right in the face and it's legal. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one's gonna yell at me for this. Right? That is a defensive lineman's dream right there. Like, and that never happens. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Cincinnati, I got Cincinnati as well. Joe Burrow is quickly climbing to the top of the MVP race. Like, Joe Burrow, these last, like, six games has looked really good. Um, I am liking this uh, young crop of quarterbacks we got in the league, and I can't wait for many more years we get to watch them play. Um, Cincinnati is going to be the team to reckon with. I like how they were in the Super Bowl last year, but still everyone wants to talk about the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, I would not sleep on Cincinnati. They're going to probably, I mean, they might actually be the team that represents AFC again. I like the Bengals. I like the cut of their gym. But, uh, I completely agree. And fun fact, you want to make some money. Start betting on the Bengals. They are 11-1 currently against the spread uh, over their past 12 games. So I think they're minus three and a half in this game. And even as a Patriots fan, you bet with your heart, not, or you bet with your mind, not your heart, probably taking the Bengals minus three and a half as a bonus lock. But I'm not, not going to put anything on this. Okay, moving on to the next game. Final game at noon on Saturday. Yeah. The team that is better than their record, apparently, the 1-12-1 Houston Texans traveling to the 7-7 seven seven Tennessee Titans. And, I mean, Houston two weeks ago should have beat the Cowboys. Houston this week could have definitely beat uh, Kansas City. Like, what is going on? Is Houston, like, not bad? Because they've been in a lot of games that they've played this year. They still have that one win. And, I don't know. I am winning this week. I'm beating Tennessee. I just don't like Tennessee. They're falling apart. They don't know what's going on anymore. And Houston has been so close to wins these last couple weeks. I haven't been a division game. I have them being Tennessee. I, I said it before about Ten or Houston, and I'll say it again. They have a sneaky defense. It's not good, but it's better than everyone thinks it is, and they just are opportunistic. Like, they turned Dak Prescott over twice uh, a couple weeks ago. They turned over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a couple times this last week. That's Somehow, Houston's defense keeps them in the game with their absolutely anemic offense. And at this point, they're running a two-quarterback system with Dre Jeff Driscoll also lining up at tight end. Like, this Houston Texans team makes no sense at all. I am not picking the Texans, so once again, Diesel got a shot. You can take a game on me. I'm taking the Titans because... Not only did the Texans just play in overtime and lose in overtime, Derrick Henry also statistically dominates the Texans. I think Sands, uh, who did he just play against? He also does really good against, but they lost. Three. Oh, the Jaguars. The Jaguars and the Texans are the two teams that he has the most yards against. And the Texans are the team that he has the most yards against. So I got Derrick Henry just running up and down the field on him. I don't care if Malik or Ryan Tannehill play, whichever one. I got Derrick Henry and the Titans. Yeah, I tried to mention that Tennessee is uh, five and a half point favors. And I don't know. I'm just... Houston's been chomping at the bit, and, like, I mean, obviously, they're better than a one-win team. Like, they, oh, yeah. they've had some games, like, they weren't like the Lions last year that, like, were leading a bunch of games and then lost them at the end, but they have hung in with a lot of teams and a lot of good teams. They even almost beat uh, Philadelphia early in the season. Okay. Like, Houston, it's so weird that they only have one win. You'd think that they would have won a couple of those games, but they're going to win this week, I'm telling you. All right. I like your confidence. Okay, 3.05 on Saturday. We have this game that means nothing because we all know who's going to win it. It's the 7-6-1 Washington Commanders traveling to the 10 and 4 San Francisco 49ers. Uh, like, seven short games ago, the 49ers were 3-4. And, and uh, look how that turned out for them just a few weeks later. They haven't lost. They're 7-0 in their last seven. And they're 7.5 point favors against Washington. And Brock Purdy, like I said before, is perfect quarterback for this offense. I mean, they have a good, like, plug-and-play offense. That, like, and he's really good at managing it. Adding Christian McCaffrey didn't hurt, um, no. obviously. Even with Debo still, like, hurting and not playing probably, like, they're still a really good team. I do not see Washington winning this game at all. Um, so, Merry Christmas, San Francisco. You're going to win your division. Yeah, no, I... <clears throat> once again, the Commanders, what a shitty, like, just last little stretch. They really needed to beat the Giants this last week because they have a really rough few games coming up here, and they need to win at least a couple of them to try and get into the playoffs. And with this game, I don't give them a shot at Halloween this game. I'm sorry. It is in San Francisco. San Francisco is... Well, that offense isn't the best thing without, like, all these pieces missing right now. Brock Purdy ain't hurting that offense at all. And if anything, he's just, you know, they're keep on chugging. And that defense is only going to keep getting healthier and better. 
That defense is terrifying, and while I love Henneke, I really do, he is a turnover machine. The guy loves to throw interceptions, and the 49ers will feast on those. He paralyzed Brett Favre. He wears number four. Like, you, you have to live and die by him, just like Brett Favre. Like, he's the guy there. And to see Ron Rivera saying that he's thinking about going back to Carson Wentz, you should fire Ron Rivera right now. I don't care if he went to the Super Bowl. That is a horrible decision. And I know that you've had your health problems and everything like that. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are on your brain. Um, but maybe that's the reason you should step away from the game because that's not a good idea. No. Team Carson Wentz is far away from that team as possible. I think you can build this team around him. Like, like he has the receivers. It's just like, build an offensive problem. I think he's that talented. And I think he can win you some games and compete in the NFC East going forward. But if you're thinking about, like, fetching him for Carson Wentz, yeah, that's not a good idea. No. New, new, new. Um, moving on to 325 on Christmas Eve. We have the 13-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Thank God we're not playing in Philadelphia because they hate Santa Claus. Traveling to the 10-4 Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas is favored by 4.5, and, and that's because of Jalen Hurts. Uh, what a poor time for uh, Jalen Hurts to be going down. Uh, this is a big game because they win this game. They win the division. Um, I don't know, but Dallas. Like, they haven't played very well in the last two weeks. They, in fact, they lost last week. They almost lost to Houston, but that's Dallas. Um... As Kevin Malone from the office would say. And that's Dallas. Um, I don't know. If Hurts doesn't play, they have Gardner Minshew, who they, they played, right, good they last year. played good last year for them. Also, I don't know why they gave up on him so soon in Jacksonville. I don't know why no team takes a chance on him and starts him now. There's other teams out there that could have used him this year. Like, I mean, I would have definitely rather have had him than Geno Smith. Yeah, um, or, Ryan. or, I mean, the way things went down in Carolina, I probably would have rather had him as well. But, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, obviously, Philadelphia is more of a talented team playing in Dallas. I can make it easy for if you want. I'm taking Philly. I don't care if it's Jalen Hurts or if it is Gardner Minshew. I will roll with Gardner Minshew. Because I'm telling you folks right now, as well, in fantasy, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. And guess who picked up Gardner Minshew as well? Just in case. Because I'm rolling with the Eagles. And I'm rolling with that offense. I don't. I think it's a knockdown, dragout fight, no matter what. But I do still... I, I have always trusted more in Philly. That's why they were my number one and not the Dallas Cowboys. I think they are probably the most complete team in the NFL right now. From top to bottom, roster spot to roster spot. They truly do not have a weak spot. They have people who can play and play damn good at every single level. And once again, even if it's Gardner Minshew back there, that dude can play. And Gardner will be ready to play. So, I got Philly. Yeah, I'm thinking Dallas not because of anything you said. Just because of things I've said in the past. I do feel like Philadelphia is going to finish the season with more than one loss. And I also feel like it's going to come in division. I think this is the perfect scenario for Dallas. I just... I can't pick against Dallas in this game just because of, like... Like, everything... Every advantage that is falling into their lap right now... Like, even losing last week and almost losing to Houston should almost be like a wake-up call. Now, maybe they were looking ahead at Philadelphia. Maybe that's what happened. Who knows? I don't know. This game, I do feel like it's probably going to be the game of the week. Obviously, it should be. I mean, there's no other game on the schedule this week that is, like, top of the marquee. This is the game. This is, like, this is like a championship fight right here. And it literally kind of is. Philadelphia wins and win the NFC, so... I'm, like I said, dogfight. The East has been a dogfight. I want it to go down all the way to the finish. Dallas wins. Like, we're going to get some more. So, I'm going to go with Dallas. Yeah, and the East is going to go down all the way to the end no matter what because they're trying to get all four of their teams into the playoffs. So. Right now, they all four of them are in the playoffs. I know, so. wild. Then moving on to Saturday Night Football, we have at 7.15, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which was between then, I believe, were they the Oakland Raiders then or the Los Angeles? They were the Raiders. I don't know where they were playing at the time. I wasn't alive. But uh, you have the 6-8 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the 6-8 Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they said it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception made by Franco Harris. And unfortunately, we got the news this morning that uh, Franco Harris passed away which is very sad, only day shy of this anniversary, um, which is going to make it even more of a touching tribute and everything like that. Uh, for that reason alone, I'm going with Pittsburgh. I feel like they're going to have the emotion, the history of the game, it being played on Christmas Eve, and even though that game was also played on Christmas Eve, hence the name. It, I, I feel very sad, and like my thoughts do go out to his family, and I'm sure everyone here at the 
Ethan topped the goalpost, which is also chanting. Um, his thoughts as well. Uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh. They're two and a half favorites. Las Vegas is wishy-washy. Gonna come down to the end again. Las Vegas is gonna have the lead. Pittsburgh is gonna drive down the field and get the win. That's what I'm calling. Uh, yeah. Uh, this actually, folks, wild enough. And last week, the golden lock of the week was the Denver Broncos, who I said I would not put a golden lock on for the rest of the year. Guess what, folks? It's a Christmas miracle, because I'm, I'm breaking another one. I said I would not put another golden lock on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But guess what, folks? Golden lock of the week. You eat those you two You your golden lock of the week. You put, put it on Tennessee. Tennessee. You, put it on, you put it on Tennessee. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just said I was picking Tennessee. You did. Oh, shit. You, well, you did. Well, you can right move it if you want. Maybe, no, maybe you didn't put it on Tennessee. I just was assuming you were going to. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't remember. I definitely didn't. You break, you break hey, it. if you didn't, I will allow you to move it. I could have been not paying attention enough at the time. I will, I will allow you to move it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to put the replay back in here so that the people will know exactly who's right. But I am taking the Steelers minus two and a half points. The Steelers got their running game going again this past week. And also, Kenny Pickett, clear concussion protocol, which means Mitch the Bitch Trubisky is back on the bench where he belongs. And I love me some Kenny Pickett. Give me the Steelers golden lock of the week. And if I did say golden lock of the week for Tennessee, which maybe I did, I don't know, I don't listen to myself talk, you all know, but I'm moving it here or saying it for the first time this week, but this is the golden lock of the week. Alright, well moving on to Christmas Day, we have at noon, the 6 and 8 Green Bay Packers traveling to the 8 and 6 Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by four and a half, and I only asked Santa for one thing this year, and it was for a Packers victory in Miami, and I asked for that early. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that, because I just don't see them being able to stop Waddle and Hill and Mostert. I've seen what Mostert can do in the Packers defense, and it is not good. It is not good at all. If you want some examples, go back to the 2018 NFC Championship game in San Francisco. That was a nightmare. He carved up the Packers. Miami is favored by four and a half. I, I would take the Packers to the points because I think Miami's only going to win by three. I think this game's going to be close because I think that the Packers are going to be able to keep up with Miami. I don't think their defense is going to be able to stop the run. I think that uh, the Packers might try to mirror Miami a little bit by having some runs from uh, Christian Watson in the backfield. Maybe even throwing some Randall Cobb back there. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Packers are going to make this a game. I don't think Miami is going to like blow them out by any means. And I feel like it's going to come down to like a field goal at the end of the game or maybe even a touchdown. The Packers could be up four and they leave Terry Kill wide open in the middle of the field. He's gone. I can definitely see that happening. Um, uh, the over under for this game is 48 and a half, and I'm going over. Yeah. I'm going over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going, that, I'm going closer was, to 60. Yeah, this was uh, my, Maybe even surpassing 60. This is my other choice for a Golden Lock of the Week. That's why I, I just don't feel like I said it for Tennessee, but maybe I did. But because I was thinking of taking the Golden Lock of the Week for this game, the over, because I don't see either of these defenses stopping the other team at all. It is hard to play in Miami in the heat when you're a cold weather team, and I feel like that really impacts the defense more than it impacts the offense usually. And Miami's defense is just not very good. So I see a lot of points being scored in this game. But yeah, I, I'm going to take Miami to win the game. And I feel good about it. I, I don't. I think this is where the Packers playoff hopes come to a crashing halt because I just I don't see them going into Miami winning this game. Now, if they do, then you know what? Maybe they have a shot to win in the divisional round of the playoffs. But this is not a Super Bowl contender contender team, in my opinion. Their playoff odds rose to I think like 66 percent after winning on Monday Night Football, which is like asinine when it was down to like 10 a couple weeks ago. Um, why those percentages are a bunch of bullshit? I know. If the Packers do win in Miami and it's Christmas Day miracle. I could see them beating the Vikings at Lambeau week 17 and then fighting for the seventh spot in the playoffs week 18 against the Lions. I could legitimately see that being a scenario. But first, they gotta get past Miami, which I just, I just haven't, I don't think that's gonna happen. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Like, I've, they get ripped up by talented players and Miami has way too many of them. And, like, the Packers defense is just not good enough. Like, and all these Packer fans are, like, sitting around here like, yes, we're still in it. Like, everyone's, uh, like, I do enjoy the positivity. I'm not gonna lie. But at the same time, to be realistic, we beat the Bears and the Rams these last two games. The Rams suck. They don't have anybody else playing this year. All their good players are out. The Bears are, I mean, they're basically a minor league team. They put on a team, like, they have players, but, like, they're not, they're not ready for the big leagues right now. So, like, those are the teams that we just beat. And everyone's all like, yeah, we're in it. Winning is contagious. Winning does create confidence. But you also got to remember the teams you're beating. Miami is neither of those teams. 
and I just I don't see them stopping Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle and I just yeah, it pains me to say that because I want them to win this game so bad because I know what it means if they do but I just don't see it happening I think we're on to the 325 game on Sunday, another game that nobody cares about. We have the 4 and 10 Denver Broncos traveling to the 4 and 10 Los Angeles Rams. Denver is favored by two and a half, and I have Denver winning this game. The only people that care about this game are the Lions and the Seahawks fans, because they have both these teams first round pick. Yeah. If you're a Lions fan, you're rooting for the Broncos. If you're a Seahawks fan, you're rooting for the or whatever. You know what I mean? It's alright. If we're for a Seahawks fan, you're rooting well, for the Rams, well, though. Yeah. It is, but I mean they have to. Yeah. They want uh, that pick. I, I agree, I just don't care about this game, and I just don't really want to talk about it. So I'm just going to pick the Broncos, because they have a better defense. And they have, that's the reason they won on Sunday. They their offense didn't win for them, that's for damn sure. That is correct. Uh, and we also, on um, Sunday Night Football this week, uh, it is another game that I just don't give a damn about. I can't believe that this is the game that they picked for Christmas Day for Sunday Night Football. We have the 6-8 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the 4-10 Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay is favored by 6.5, and, and I'm obviously going with Tampa Bay because, again, Arizona is hurt. Like, they don't have Kyler Murray, they're just not a good team. Tampa Bay's not a very good team. They started, they played really good in the first half against Cincinnati, but then the second half, they're like, what's football? I don't remember how to play this game. Tom Brady, it's very sad to see. Tom Brady's never looked worse in his career. It's, no. ugh, I, just, I hate to see it. And I don't care, like, you can say what you want about Tom Brady, and, like, I've never been, like, a Tom Brady supporter, but he still don't want to see it. But I got Tampa Bay in this game because Arizona is probably worse than the Bears. Yeah, I, once again, this is another game that I don't feel like we can talk about. I do understand why they put this game on Christmas Day for the Sunday Night Football. Beginning of the season, Tampa Bay was supposed to be really good. They were just going to run it back. You know, this is supposed to be Tom Brady's final swan song. And also the Cardinals were supposed to be good. I know you never believed in them, but a lot of us, excuse me, a lot of us did. Uh, but now that they are just, there is no one left on that team. I really hope it doesn't save Cliff Kingsbury's job, though. That Kyler Murray got hurt, because he deserves to be fired. That team is a bad, bad team. They're poorly managed, they're poorly coached. But at this point, it kind of feels like the same thing could be said about Tampa Bay. And yeah, this game just sucks. But yeah, I'll take Tampa Bay to win as well. Tom Brady's got to win in these couple more games. Air Raid offense is not a good scheme for the NFL. It might work in college, but not in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, I hate it. I hate it a lot. It's Christmas Day, and that's what they give us. We get three, like the Packers, um, Dolphins game is the best game on Christmas. Yeah, we're gonna rotate it back to the top of the slot. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see the thought process when they made the schedule. Denver and LA. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. Denver got Russell Wilson and, like, on paper at the beginning of the season, yeah, that could be a good matchup. Same with Tampa Bay, Arizona. But what we're actually getting is, like, a flat tire. It's a flat tire. That's the way I look at it. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, same thing. We got the 8-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers traveling to 4-9-1 Indianapolis Colts. Chargers are favored by 3.5. The Chargers are way more talented of a team than Indianapolis, and they're starting to actually figure it out. Um, they are going to get in the playoffs. I think that they will probably be the 60. Um... Where they go from there, who knows? But they're finally getting healthy. They're getting Bosa back. They're Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Actually looking a lot better too than it has been. Um, it looks like Herbert's like healthy again. Keenan Allen and uh, I always forget his name for some Mike reason. Williams. Running back. Oh, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler and Mike Williams too. Like they're just way more talented than Indianapolis. And I just I would be. And I mean, I guess I'm not gonna say ever again this season that I would be shocked if a team beat another team because yeah. But I would put money on Los Angeles to win this game. That's what I'll say. Yeah, this is. This is the only thing that I want to talk about this game for taking the Chargers real quick. That debacle of Jeff Saturday losing that game for the Colts is why we were all right about Jeff Saturday. No offense to the guy as a human or anything like that, but sorry, buddy. You look like if Eagle or I went out there and coached a football or a professional football team. You obviously know not what the fuck you're doing. Like, there is no way in hell you lose a game that you are leading 33 to nothing at half. That is just ridiculous. Yeah, there's a reason why they usually don't just throw an inexperienced coach into the head coaching position. Usually you gotta rise up the ranks. Um, like, I mean... I'm not going to say that Jeff Saturday doesn't know football. He played in the league for a dozen years and at one of the toughest positions, too, at center. Yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't necessarily qualify you right out of the gates as a coach. I Any mean, offensive line coach, you know? Yeah, and like, I don't know. I mean, you've been around coaches your whole life, too. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Who knows? And it's not like Jeff Saturday was ever going to get the job anyways. I mean, this was probably just fan service. Like, hey, look, it's one of your favorites. One day you'll be able to say, hey, remember when Jeff Saturday was a coach of the Indianapolis Colts? Wasn't that cool? It'll be a I mean, fun that's trail, was. Yeah. 
especially when they retire his number into their circle of fame or whatever the hell the Colts have, because everyone has one, so. But yeah, no, I got uh, whoever, uh, the Chargers, by far. Chargers, I agree with you, will probably make the playoffs, especially with all of the AFC East teams just beating the piss out of each other right now. Like, for a little while, it was looking like three teams out of the AFC East might make the playoffs. At this point, we're gonna be lucky if two of them make it, because the Dolphins are also kind of falling apart, so we'll just see. Hey, my prediction right now is looking good that the Dolphins will finish with a better record than the winner of the AFC South and still not win the AFC East. That is, that is very true, your bold prediction from way back when. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all we got. I got 16 games this week. I wish that they were better matchups. Um, I mean, it's exciting because it's week 16 where the playoff picture is getting a little less foggy. Um, but at the same time, there's been years when we get to, like, three games left. Like, there's seeds that are locked. And there hasn't been a seed that's locked yet. Nope. So, yeah, uh, we're in for an exciting last couple weeks. Um, I think the majority of the games in the next couple weeks are all division games as well. Yeah. I know week uh, 18, everybody plays a division game because that's the way it works and that's the way it should work. I love that. Um, so... Buckle in. This week is going to be different because we're on Saturday. Um, I really, really wish that I could watch some Red Zone. I might like hopping on here and there on my phone, but yep. It has to be Christmas on the weekend. Doesn't always work out for me. <laughs> Thankfully, I'll be in my hands, and if I'm on my phone, ain't no one going to say shit. So I'll be watching Red Zone on my phone all day. Well, you have fun with that. I... I'm sure it'll be a good day anyways. That's what YouTube's for. The highlights. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone out there. Hope you have a great, you know, if you celebrate Christmas or whatever, you have a great time with your families and everything like that. Be safe. Whatever holidays you do celebrate, just yeah, happy holidays to you and yours out there. I will agree to that sentiment. And, uh, yes, sir, you have any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, man, I really can't wait to review the tape and figure out if I did say if I put a golden lock on Tennessee or if you're just making shit up to mess with me or not. So that's, not, that's really my only final thought. And, oh, I am in the semifinals for two of my fantasy football leagues, so feeling pretty good about that. But I have to give up my trophy, which is very sad. I'm uh, in the loser bracket for uh, both my fantasy football teams, so that sucks. And, like, I finished second to last in our friends group one, which I kind of wish I would have finished last, so then I would have got the first pick. But I need a second pick, and we'll see how that works out. It never works out for me, no matter where I pick, apparently, because I never make playoffs. So this year, I kind of got hosed at the end in the other league. Like, I was making a push at the end, and, like, things that needed to happen in the last week just didn't happen. I won. I did what I needed to do, but no one else can help me out, so. Yep, I'm going to that feeling. What are you going to do? But anyway, I think we can uh, wrap this thing up and take her on home. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hi, how are you doing? You know, if you're not, you can find us on Visionaries Global Media. You can search that in the search bar. And make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel. And you hit that thumbs up. Give us a like. And uh, might as well uh, click that bell so you know when uh, we're uploading new videos. Hey, I, don't, I don't do this very often. And I feel weird about doing it. I see people do it all the time. So I guess uh, maybe we should start doing it as well. Uh, you can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at VizGlobalMedia. You can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad underscore Mind. And send your podcasts in to be added to Visionaries Global Media by sending them to VisionariesGlobalMedia at gmail.com where you'll be heard on Amazon Music. You'll be heard on Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Podnight, Podbowl, and I think that's all of them that I know about. SoundCloud. But uh, other than that, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Whatever you're doing this weekend, hopefully you get to watch some football. I won't be able to watch as much as I would like, but that's Dallas. <laughs> Bye. I think, that's, I think that's the name of the episode. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, for the Dadalak Chad in the cave, I am Diesel from the Dapper Dungeon of Delight. Once again, happy holidays and watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.